Welcome to the Short Rod Show, Season 2. You're talking with Ben. And you got Brett. We are so glad to be back, guys. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Hopefully this is popping up on your phone right about the time you're thinking about ice fishing. Oh my gosh. Uh, It's snowing today and what, I think we're at about 10 inches on the on the year so far which is yeah. ridiculous uh yeah it gets the gets you pumped up for ice fishing yes it does we sure are excited i know uh it's been a long summer you know this year's been kind of crazy lots of things going on but oh we're gosh. we're excited to get back at it and uh excited to be talking ice fishing on the podcast here so yep definitely appreciate all you guys uh commenting listening over the summer i mean we did pretty good over the summer for not not Turning out much new content. We oh had my the gosh! One in yeah. July, but well, what I've really enjoyed, especially as we've gotten closer to uh, recording again, is just hearing from listeners like, "Hey, we're waiting for the next episode. When's season two starting?" Yeah, uh, really enjoy what you're doing. What recommendations do you have for stuff? It's yeah, fantastic. Yeah, everybody's pumped up, which is cool. Um, just to see the fan response from us. Yeah, you kind of. Don't blow your steam too early is what I'd say, because we're still due for a warm up. I'm sure here mm-hmm. in November, we're going to get, we'll catch a couple more days in the fifties and yeah, you think, oh, we got skim ice on some lakes and some small ponds. And then all of a sudden it'll be 50 and water will warm back up. But Yep. Uh, it'll happen. Yeah. It'll happen again. You know, that's usually in Iowa here. We go through a pretty good roller coaster before it actually takes a dive and the ice sets in and stays in. That's, that's the main thing too. Yeah. So it keeps teasing with us. Still won't get too excited until December, yep. probably at least actually ice fishing. But um, yep. yeah, here for the first episode, uh, I think it's important we go back through and kind of reintroduce ourselves, kind of what we've been up to individually throughout the mm-hmm. summer. Um, yeah, give us some updates, Ben. What's going on? Well, I'll go first then. I'm always I'm always ready for it. <laughs> well, uh, so basically, if you guys are just joining in for the first time, you know, this is an all ice fishing podcast. Uh, we had one episode over the summer where we kind of gave some updates um on our summer fishing exploits but this podcast is for every kind of ice fisherman um and that's really what brett and i started out uh with in mind when we started this we didn't want to have you know a real top level podcast just for the pro guys we didn't want you know to talk about all these crazy trips we go on and spending a ton of money on ice fishing we want to talk about the common man everyday average ice fisherman and our experience you know being that person you know brett and i are both uh, you know, both dads now, uh, we're married, we have, have full-time jobs. We go out and ice fish whenever we can, but you know, we don't get to go on crazy blowout trips for the whole season. You know, our whole, our whole winter is not tied up ice fishing. So, um, that's been really good so far. Like the people that have listened to our podcast run the gamut. You know, we have the pro guys, we have the the average guys and a lot of new time, you know, first time ice fishermen that listen to our show. So, um, that's a little quick intro to the show. Do you want to add anything to that? Um, yeah, I'd add a little bit to just kind of why we wanted to start what we were doing too, is I just feel like unless you lived in Minnesota, Wisconsin or Canada or North Dakota, your, your ice fishing, I guess, questions or thoughts or chit chat was pretty limited. Um, so I hope this kind of helps some of those folks that might not live in the the heartbeat of the ice belt, but you still get a, a month or month and a half each each week or each yep, winter each to, to get out on the ice and enjoy the enjoy the season. Because I think it definitely does fish a little different um, than you do when you get up there and you're oh yeah talking northern Minnesota and you're trying to fish three feet of ice and you're starting to get oxygen level differences and you're fishing for totally different water. 
or you're fishing a totally different type of water system with natural lakes versus down around here. You got a lot of dammed up man-made ponds and stuff that you're trying to fish. So, yep. uh, yeah, I think there's definitely some key differences that, that are important for people to understand. Yeah. It's a different experience, um, for sure. And, you know, Brett and I are both, we both live in central Iowa here in, uh, Ankeny. It's a suburb north of Des Moines. Yep. Um, just a few miles. Um, it's basically kind of the lower end of the ice belt. I would say we're kind of on the line where, you know, every year we usually can get out around yep. here, but you go much further south and it's hit or miss. Yep. You still catch reliable ice, but yeah, yep. you don't have to go more than maybe a south. I'd say an hour south. And every once in a while you'll hit, you'll hit years where you don't have any ice. Yep. Yep. Definitely. So I grew up over, uh, on the Mississippi, uh, over Eastern in Eastern Iowa, uh, was a, you know, somewhat avid fisherman didn't get into the ice fishing game until around the college years um it was something that i you know really it's really accessible to a lot of people you can take it in whatever form you want you don't have to have the newest latest and greatest biggest gear set up uh to go out and enjoy yourself so uh, that's that's kind of where i started getting into ice fishing uh met brett after college um you know summer fishing and we were always the ones over in the corner talking about ice fishing So uh, it was only natural when we thought, hey, why don't we record what we're talking about? Because it's, number one, the feedback we've gotten has been informative, helpful, has gotten people to catch more fish, try new things, learn new terms, whatever. Um, Number two, people think we're hilarious. Yeah, I don't... Mostly you. I guess, yeah. (laughs) The the comedic effect is is awesome. So we just have a good time doing it. Um, and, And now we get out and ice fish every chance we can in between having families, um, you know, family activities, jobs, crazy life stuff, yep. everything. Well, it, it's been a cool side effect of the short rod show now is uh, when I want to go ice fishing, I can be like, dear, uh, we got to go record something for the for the show this week. I got to go out ice fishing. Yep. It's part of the part of the gig <laughs> yep, now. Yeah, part of the gig now. So it, <laughs> I like that does uh, afford us a unique uh, excuse. Mm-hmm. But um, yep, absolutely. Well, what about you, Brett? What's your scoop? What's your story? Yeah. So I've been ice fishing for a long time, uh, pretty much started in high school, uh, fishing with buddies, um, in Southeast Iowa, which I would say is kind of in the area where you, you do get some hit or miss ice. A lot of years you'll still get ice, but it might only be three weeks long that you're on mm-hmm. safe five inches plus of ice. Um, so really wasn't introduced even to a gas auger until I, uh, came to yeah. college. Uh, didn't need it. Or at least there. up here in Des Moines, there'll be years where you'll run into I don't know, maximum maybe 18 inches of ice, yep. uh, mostly a foot, which is you don't necessarily have to have the gas auger there, but it's still it's helpful up here now. Yep. Where back there, yeah, you could get by with your spud bar the whole time and you'd be wouldn't be a big deal. But, yep. Uh, yeah, really uh, enjoy ice fishing. Uh, live up here, yeah, as Ben mentioned, we both live up here in Ankeny, Iowa, um, and yeah, really try to get out, do some fishing. That's my I, I mean, I go hunting and I like to go biking and, you know, get it, be outdoors a lot, but, yep. uh, fishing really is kind of my thing. I, I feel like I, I, I understand the more technical aspect of it a little bit more than I do some of my other things, hobbies that I like to do. Yep. Um, yeah, we're in it. Yeah. You and me both in are, it deep. Now. <laughs> we're really deep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. So Which yeah, cool. that, that's really been my setup. And I guess my mentality when it comes to ice fishing is number one, I really enjoy doing things off the beaten path a little bit, yep. whether that's going to a different spot where no one else is fishing, whether that's using equipment that you don't see a lot of people use, whether that's, you know, going super light and putting a plastic bag over your auger and 
mm-hmm. trekking out in two foot of snow rather than trying to pull pull your sleds out there um or some diy type stuff uh where you're just kind of cobbling together something that'll work um yeah and that's that's what ice fishing is all about i think uh yep you see the innovation in the in- industry lately has all been things that i'm sure all of us have thought at thought about at one point hey how do we make this work how yep. do we adapt this and make it better and well that's really what got ice fishing going in the first place i think is back in the day it was really an underserved hobby or mm-hmm. sport where oh, yeah. people you didn't have things where you just made them and yep you went out there and made it work where now it is definitely getting more commercialized uh there's oh, yeah. definitely products and things that you can buy you're we're a long ways from the the green hornet uh ice fishing rod and yep just sitting in a shack with a wood burning stove but uh, yep. that'll still catch fish I don't know. We thought about doing a little wood burner setup. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't have enough experience with oh, that. Shoot. It kind of sketches me out. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Good deal. Yeah. So what we'll talk about today, we got a bunch of different topics to go over. Um, you know, we usually uh, talk for I don't know forty forty five minutes, yep. something like that. Catch you uh, on the on your way to work. Have people listening to us all the time out on the ice. Yep. Just however you want to listen to it. All of our episodes are are all over on uh, iTunes in the Apple podcast platform, uh, than all of the other. Well, what we got new ones. Uh, what'd you get signed up for? Amazon music, right? Amazon. Yeah. yeah. So Amazon, we're, we're part of their pilot for the, the podcast platform on, on Amazon music. Yep. Um, and then also Pandora. So that should be coming oh, out yeah. here Pandora, shortly. I, forgot about that. I haven't got the email yet that yep. we're on there. But. And then now we're also on YouTube, which if you're watching the video of this, yep. you'll, you'll know we're on YouTube. Uh, kind of excited about that. It's just a different platform. Same yep. content, just, yeah, and everybody knows YouTube. That's it's a it's a big universal platform. Well, it, it's a lot easier to share uh, across like Facebook and social media because any device that somebody's using, they guaranteed already have the YouTube app because it comes with all your phones in the first mm-hmm. place, I believe. Where like when we were just on Podbean, you know, like people would click on the the link we'd share, and then it would ask somebody yep. to download an app and yada yada yada. And yep, uh, I know there were a handful of folks that that was definitely a barrier. Yeah, they just didn't really want to download another app. Was yeah, the, I don't blame was what they ran into. I don't blame them. So you can always go on our website, shortrodshow.com. Uh, you can click through all the links there if you want to listen yep. to us on a web player, on your laptop, uh, on your phone, whatever. Um, and it's also we, a great way to get a hold of us. Yep, absolutely. We got our emails, email address on there. Yep. Um, you know, really this year we're trying to get more fan feedback and yep. more fan interaction. Uh, that's been the coolest part about this is listening to everybody's stories and and having people ask questions. So um, we'll try and do some uh, fan questions every episode uh, coming up here. So if you guys have something pressing you want to know, like, hey, Brett, why don't you run oil on your schoolies? Yep. That's something that Why don't know. you? <laughs> uh, something like that. Yeah, that'd be a great question. Shoot us an email. It's You can yeah. send us, I think it's, is it contact at shortrideshow.com? Yeah, contact. And that'll go to both of us yep. then at that point. Yep. If you want to just talk to Brett, that's fine. I won't be too offended. Brett at Brett Short, Rod, at Short Show. Rod Show. Two T's. Yep. And then Ben at shortrodshow.com. Yep. So feel free. Shoot us an email. Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. And really, that's something, um, you know, as I listen to other podcasts, uh, that's something I really enjoy yeah. is getting user questions, and listener questions. We asked a little bit of that last year and, you know, we had a few and it was just kind of him on. I, I don't, last year I get the feeling we weren't quite ready for the success that we had. When we first started doing oh, it, yeah. I was just like, you know, I'd be pumped up. I was super stoked just to get our first 400 listeners. Yeah, 400 then, uh, was like, there's there's at least 350 people we don't know that Yeah, exactly. Us. And, um, you know, we had people messaging us, hey, if you're ever in this area, if you ever need a guest, if you need to do this and that. 
Um, and I tried to get back with those folks and, uh, really we just weren't ready. We weren't ready yeah, for it. It was a lot. Yeah. Last year. We didn't know, but I think we have a better handle on it this year. Um, yep, we're excited about we it. We really appreciate some of the folks that invited us out, you know, Hey, if you ever find yourself in this area or something like that, stop yep. by. Uh, yeah, we really just weren't ready for that last year and we yep. just didn't have time to get out and really do some traveling where this year, uh, we plan to make a bit more of a, yep. of a concerted effort to, uh, yeah, take on listener questions, have more of a platform for that segment within the show, and then also take on some opportunity to do some traveling. Yep, absolutely. That'll be great. So that's all coming up on this season of The Short Rod Show. Hey, Ben. So I've got this buddy that's trying to start a small business, but he's having a real tough time with his digital footprint and just trying to figure all that out. Do you know anybody that could help him out? Well, I think I do. I know uh, a couple cool guys at this company called Evergrow Marketing. And they really specialize in helping landscape and lawn care companies maximize their digital footprint and basically bring customers to them, help them get found on the internet. Really? I mean, they'll work with any business. Um, they're really looking to expand. And if you tell them that Ben and Brett sent you from the, the Short Rod Show, you can get it 10% off your first order. Really cool. If you're interested in the Evergrow Marketing team and what they have to offer, check them out on evergrowmarketing.com. And tell them Ben and Brett from the Short Rod Show sent you. You know, Brett, I was poking around on Facebook the other day, and I could just not find the Short Rod Show. What's the deal? Oh, you just got to punch us in on Google. What do you mean? We show up on Google already? Oh, yeah. The Evergrow team hooked us up. Holy cow. That's awesome. Yeah. Good deal. I'll try that now. Yeah, right. You just punch in Short Rod Show, and we'll come up on our website, shortrodshow.com. It'll come up on Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Awesome. So people can find us all over now. Yeah, all over the internet. That's great. We're also on Instagram, too. I've been trying to keep up with that. Posting some cool pictures. When we're out on the ice, you can check us out there, too. Yeah, sweet updates. Awesome. Check us out, guys. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for joining us through the break there. Um, you got Ben and Brett here, and we're talk talking ice fishing today. Uh, just having a good old time. Yeah, it's pretty early yet. I yep. mean, I'd say we're still sitting at water temperatures at least mid to low 40s uh, yeah they it's went, been getting cold it's they freezing went down pretty quick though yeah it was a frosty morning yesterday when i got out yes, into the was. timber but yep uh i think the bulk of this episode we're gonna talk about new products uh, yeah that's was about that's... a month ago everyone really started chilling out all their new stuff they have coming out uh all the major brands and then also i've started seeing some uh personal brand or personal products start people mm -hmm. pumping them out with their 3d printers and that sort of stuff that yep. i think they those are really bringing some innovation yeah that's I pretty like cool those. and like every year this year has been a little bit different because there are a few ice shows that are happening yep but the saint paul show is not happening that's that's you know the big one that's yep. where you want to draw people in and showcase your product roll out new products that's where where it happens so yep. um, a lot of places are doing it virtually you know a lot of companies are rolling it out on facebook or having a kind of a launch video, Facebook Live, whatever. Um, so what would be, I'll throw you a little curveball here. All right. What are you most excited about this year? Name name one product that you saw and you were fired up about. One product that I was the most fired up about is actually that, that poor man's shuttle that I sent you. Mm -hmm. uh, so what it is, somebody, uh, what is it, Bass Kang, I think, mm -hmm. is the is the brand name, or the, the dude who puts up a Facebook page and, I would imagine it has a 3D printer or something like that and does it. But what he did is he basically put together, think of like the blue, the Dave Gens blue box or whatever with the handle. It's got a little platform to mount your stuff onto. Yep. Uh, but then he also mounted the adapter for your drill batteries to go on the back. And that's something that 
I think that's the next natural progression. As everyone starts bringing out these batteries, um, ice fishing goes more electric powered rather than mm-hmm. propane powered. That's your next progression is let's get my Milwaukee and my DeWalt batteries. Let's get those and start charging or start powering more things on the ice other than my auger. Yeah, that uh, was really cool. And when I initially saw it, they were using, so they have, you know, an amp ener- or amp yeah. lithium battery option as well, amped yep. outdoors, um, which is cool. So if you want to do just a standard battery, a lithium setup, nice and light, lots of power to run your all your electronics, throw a light on there, yep. charge your phone, you know, everything that the lithium shuttle can do for Markham, that when that came out, that was... That was kind of the start of it. Yep. This is cool. Run your own battery technology because you know lots of us ice fishermen have drill batteries of some kind. Yep. Laying around. Maybe they don't get used much in the summertime. Ours, I feel like, get used oh, way yeah. more ours in the wintertime. Yeah. Our, I mean, mine gets used plenty in the summertime also. But, I mean, I think that'll be the next natural progression for, like, your Strike Masters uh, with their and ion with their battery pack also yep. is they're going to start having things that you can plug into it to put plug-in accessories. Mm-hmm. Uh I mean, I think that, yeah. Yeah, but I think right now, the reason they do a proprietary battery is because they can lock someone into their platform, and the batteries are very profitable to make. Oh, yeah. Lock somebody into a platform. And they're pretty big, heavy-duty batteries. Mm -hmm. It's not like I'm plugging in my 5-amp-hour DeWalt 20-volt battery on there or something. What I would like to see is some kind of battery management software built into, like, have, like, a universal standard for batteries. Like, okay, you're going to have an 18-volt lithium battery it's going to have this interface where it communicates with your tool or with your lithium shuttle or whatever to make sure it doesn't discharge too fast yep. or overcharge or, you know, everything can basically, then we're just working with Legos. Is that Minkota? Makita? Makita does that, I think. I think they've got some sort of battery interface and like a, a Bluetooth deal you can pair up with your phone and watch oh, yeah. temperatures and yeah. Yeah, Milwaukee does your batteries. Too. The, the yeah. one key setup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, something, something, but I'm talking even beyond that where it's universal to everything. Oh, gotcha. Like the standard international standards board comes out and says yep. all lithium batteries from now on of this voltage are going to meet this standard. Because there's definitely this there's definitely some disparity within mm-hmm. the community. Yeah. Because, yeah, right sure. now you have however many different manufacturers that are building all these batteries, but you can't plug one into another. They all have their own connector. They yep. all have their own, you know, and I get why they do it. It's proprietary for a reason. To yep. They want to keep money. you in their platform. Yep. Keep, yep. Keep yep. you involved. Uh, but that'd be really slick. And yeah, that, the guys, the 3D printer guys, that's fantastic. That's their, that, that, that's right yep. in their wheelhouse. Yep. You know, look at our setup right now. We're running a, a Milwaukee uh, heated jacket adapter to yep. power our Zoom. Yep. To record the audio here. So the next, actually, if I'm if I'm just dreaming, so I, I really like that. So like I described before was that 3D printed mm-hmm. case and you'd mount your, uh, it, it, yeah, imagine it just like a lithium shuttle, except instead of having the battery pack in the base, you just mm-hmm. plug your DeWalt battery in the back. Yep. Is, yeah, get some accessories. So you got the light, you can get a little readout, you mm-hmm. can do all that, hook up your stuff. USBs. But if I keep dreaming about it, it'd be nice if I could plug in two batteries. Mm-hmm. And also have some sort of case to keep those batteries warm. Yes. Like some sort of neoprene, something to go around them. Because they create their own little bit of heat. Oh, yeah. But then that way it'd help uh, extend your performance when you're when you're yep. cold out there. Yep. Uh, some, some, even if about? you throw a hand warmer in, yep. you know, a little insulated cooler kind of yep. deal, little enclosed box. Something just to keep for battery management. Because yep. that's getting to be the point now is how do I keep these batteries 
100% operational on an all-day trip. Yep. Or if I'm going out to camp at night. Yep. How do I keep these batteries warm enough to perform? Yep, absolutely. Yeah, that's really that was really cool when you sent me that. Yeah, that thing's sweet. That you know, I'm pretty. I'm. They don't have any prices yet. No, they're going to announce that. It can't be that, that expensive because there's no battery with it. It's just a shell. Yep. I'd be shocked if it was more than fifty bucks. But I've been shocked before. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> we'll we'll find out here November first. Mm-hmm. Definitely. That's See if we can cool. get them on the show. Maybe. Yep. Maybe Bass Kang listens to us. Yeah, that'd be cool. If if you're out there listening, I'll shoot Mike him a said, message sometime. Send this us week. a note. <laughs> I'll shoot him an email. Um, the other thing that came out, I guess something that I was really excited about and then I wasn't as excited about was the Markham yeah. MX series. So they were always touting, hey, we're going to have something to compete with the Helix, you yep. know, um, to some degree with the Garmin setups, you know, something uh, not the RT9. Yep. And that was uh, kind of a flop on its own there. Yeah, but, you can buy one for 500 bucks right now. Yeah. Brand new. <laughs> yep. Just not, not the best kind of setup, so... Yeah, not good. Um, so the Markham series, the MX-7, is yep. their kind of answer to uh, the Helix deal, having some kind of setup with um, GPS-enabled, you know, a wider display. You can preload maps in. You can yep. have your flasher. You can have an open water unit as well. But their, their selling point is that, so the Helix is focused first on open water, yep. second on ice, where Markham's selling point is first on ice, second on open water, which it is obvious because it yep. only comes with the. So I feel like uh, they're already they're already behind. We already know that they're yeah. you know three four years behind the helixes where they started getting Good. really ice focused. Yeah, and like the G three helix series, that ridiculous ridiculous flasher mode. I mean, they're good. They're good. Yeah. Yep, the Gen one helix that was junk junk. It was so slow, you couldn't... Not even close to being yeah. as responsive as a typical, you know, LCD flasher or a mechanical flasher or whatever. Yeah, um, the lag was ridiculous. But they needed to do something. I mean, you can't you can't blame them for getting in the game. They mm-hmm. can probably update it throughout, you know, the next couple of years. And that's what they've done. Make it better. Uh, it's running Navionics apps, or Navionics maps. Oh, you're talking maps. Markham, yeah. Yeah, Markham. Yeah. Um, for the base maps, yeah. which, you know, you can't... Hummingbird has a lock on the map market too. Yeah, that that's what keeps Hummingbird in it anymore. Mm-hmm. I feel like because I think you get into the garments and the lower answers, sonar wise, they're better. Yep. But what keeps Hummingbird in the game is number one market share. They're freaking massive. Yep. And then number two, yeah, is the the uh, yep. mapping. Yep. So that MX Seven series, it's cool. The Markham also introduced their lithium setup so they're they're actually well back up a little bit so the oh well, maybe you were getting into it the, the lithium part but is that they're marketing this mx7 as ice ready ready already powered with the lithium oh yeah battery. yeah yeah yep so that that's coming yeah I where you. everything else comes with a lead acid battery yeah. you but you can still it. get it on the lithium shuttle you can buy it on their standard okay, can you shuttle, buy it on a lithium shuttle yep with a you know standard size e. you know that's lead acid looking lithium that'd battery. be like a thousand dollar setup probably with the on the uh the base model is like 780 bucks which that's what that's the part that prices me out is that that's just too expensive for being just follow up to a hummingbird yep yeah that's what your helix is gonna run you yep the well the helix seven what do they call it the all weather yeah pack or yeah 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 the all weather pack all season yep yeah that's pretty cool (sighs) but they have a long way to go i think to catch up with garmin 
Yeah, for sure. They're they're the innovator in different kinds of sonar. Yeah, I mean it's completely different specifically deal. for ice fishing, you know, yep. or easily adaptable to ice fishing. I don't know yep. if they made live scope just for ice fishing ice fishermen. Yep, but they adapted it like boom. It had. All I mean, the, the application. Sudden, it had to have been. Yep, first. you have a PVC pipe sticking down. Your sonar looking out, and it's live. Well, I want to say, uh, doing a little research into it, I think they initially it was initially marketed toward bass fishermen which obviously mm-hmm. i think bass fishing is the by far the largest market when yep. it comes to fishing yep but the application to ice fishing was just seamless yep boom and perfect stick it right down the hole because the problem with it on the boat is your boat's moving and then that's moving and- yeah you're getting the the wonky reading coming up and down yep um but yeah so live scope pan optics is still that's still a game changer and yeah. that's been out for four three and four that's years. that's where i run into when you start talking about value versus cost mm-hmm. is yeah you know those pan that pine optics you're looking at about 1500 bucks in the live scope you're looking at like 2500 bucks which yep. is oh man that makes your butt clench a little mm-hmm. bit but when you're already talking about spending seven or eight hundred dollars on yeah just regular sonar technology yep uh with your dial still to me it starts to be a little bit more uh i'd start looking harder at that pan optics yep. than at that point Plus now you we're we're already talking lithium power, but yep. you have your drill battery adapters. You have your your nice lithium batteries that can power a seven inch display. Yep. You know for a day or or more, running that high powered sonar. Where yep. A couple of years ago, you're dragging it out a, a trolling motor battery you're, trying you're, to power that. Yeah, thing. dragging out a car battery. Yep. Yep. Or you see guys hard mounting it on their quads. You know with yep. the, with the trolling battery. Yep. Running the whole deal. So, what are you thinking about this year? Uh. Yeah, the I'm they're really thinking hard about upgrading the. So you might upgrade the old six ninety eight. Yeah, upgrading the six ninety eight. Oh my gosh! Uh, and this was the struggle that I went through. Was I uh, initially I was like, oh, I'm just going to get one of those Helix units. Mm-hmm. And I'll get the side imaging um, unit to use on the boat, and then I'll just use it for ice fishing as well. But at that point, when I'm talking about buying a side imaging head unit, and then retrofitting it for ice fishing. And I wanted a seven inch display. I wasn't going to buy the Helix Five. I wanted mm-hmm. the seven. I mean, I'm already talking like a thousand dollars. Yep. So then I was like, "Well, shit." And then, so then you start getting close to that price range of just picking up Pan Optics. Yep. So at this point, I'm waiting on Black Friday. There uh, we go. Just to see, just to see what the deals are. If there's yeah. not, if there's not a real uh, substantial price difference, uh, I'll probably just buy it anyways here yep. pretty quick just so i could get it out and try it get but, it all tuned in set up um yeah and i'm gonna just get the regular pan optics the the live scope's still priced out of my yep. out of my blood range man never thought i'd see the day that's cool that it will be by far that wow. the cost the value of that one thing is probably more than the entire value of my entire other ice out of the setup. stone age into the 21st century uh yeah yeah and i'm not saying you need it but it'll be fun no, to no, have. no and i think cool. i think yeah. it, the value so this is just me convincing myself to it, uh, is what what I'll really like. To, so obviously, yes, it'll help you find fish. Yep. But what I think the value I hope to bring to the show is when you are able to scan and find those fish, you could you could start to understand why are those fish there, mm-hmm. what's going on. Yep. Um, you can understand their movements a little better. Are they coming? What direction are they coming for, from and where are they going? Yep. You can start to see a lot more about how is it reacting to your bait. Um, and I think that'll just bring a lot more information to this this program. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, 
you know, we talk about just kind of getting by with what you have, and that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Brett, Brett, and I have really, I mean, we've upgraded our game for the past basically every well, year. Well, really, every year you upgrade something. <laughs> yep. So, so that's really cool to see. Yep. Yep. So at this point, some pan out. If you were, what I would recommend if someone came to me and said, "Hey, I want to upgrade my electronics this year, but maybe the pan optics is too expensive yep. for me." But maybe I'm looking at a Helix or looking at that Markham LX mm-hmm. or MX7 is what I'd tell you is save your money this year and just buy it next year. Yep. Because it'll be a little bit cheaper next year and you'll have whatever money you didn't spend this year and then money yep. that you're planning on spending next year. Yep, definitely. Uh, some oh, people cool. don't have that quite that self-control, I don't think. But Yeah, it's hard when <laughs> you see all your buddies out there in pan optics and live scope. Yep. Just you know, especially yep. at tournaments. Well, cause so. I hear, I hear some folks that run the pan optics. What they, what, what I've heard is that when you're fishing a heavily pressured kind of area. So like we're talking big Creek, there's that roadbed that everybody sits up mm-hmm. on and fishes. Well, what, from what I've heard in those types of situations is you'd be surprised how far those fish are still in the area, mm-hmm. but you'd be surprised where they're, how they're relating to that structure. They're off that structure a little mm-hmm. ways. And when they're off the structure, it's really tough to find them because yep. then they're at that point, they're kind of just roaming. Yep. And it doesn't give you don't have a lot of direction on exactly what's going on out there, but I'm hoping picking up this panoptics will help yep. help us uh, clue in on some of that story. That'd be awesome. Yeah, good deal. Still plan on running the flash remote a little bit once we're over them. Oh yeah, it comes yeah. with the yep. regular. Bell That's what I was wondering. So. It's got a, a regular down down transducer, yep. or you can flip it down and run it as as a. Flasher. You can flip it down, but then it also comes with the regular flasher transducer. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Good deal. Boy. Yeah, groundbreaking stuff. I mean, it's here. gonna hurt. Major announcement on that, season two, that, episode one. That uh, <laughs> credit card swipe's gonna suck. But yep. We'll, yep, we'll survive, I suppose. Yeah, that's cool. Not sponsored. Nothing. I no, mean, no, no. Yeah, we're just we're just talking here about yeah. the different technologies and kind of calling it as we see it. Yeah, and I really enjoy that about our yep. show. Is yep. I mean, I'm not saying it wouldn't change, but at the moment, we're not really actively pursuing trying to get sponsorships and trying to yeah. you know make money at this. It's I just enjoy doing it. Yep, we do. We just fund it out of our own pockets yeah. and have a good time. Yep. 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 And now that we're kind of got the main setup of stuff, it's not really terribly expensive, yep. just maintenance stuff. But yep. yeah, that's good. Um, let's talk augers a little bit. Yep. So a couple, uh, actually one one new auger that I thought was kind of cool, and it goes along with our philosophy where we're trying to keep things light, keeping keeping things mobile. I guess we're not. You know, like you said, we're not running three feet of ice every year. So yeah. we're busting through maybe at most 18, 20 inches yep. of ice at the end yep. of the year. So um, Lightweight. Yep. Weight is number one when yep. I'm considering auger. And so Strike Master came out with a 24-volt auger. Yeah. That's based off their 40-volt kind of platform. Yep. Um, exact same thing. It's just Basically looks the same thing, just smaller. Lighter. So that, that's another battery kind of platform to, to mess with. Which I believe it's what? Probably a direct response yep. to the Ion G something. The I don't G2? know. The, I don't know off the top of my head or the model. But they came out of the G3. lightweight model the year before. Okay. So they're a yep. little, they're one year ahead of them, yep. I think. But yeah. I think this is going after the, the K drill guys. But it's also got, I'm sure they put the light flight on it. You I'm can sure get it G- with a light flight. Oh, it doesn't, doesn't come. No, it's oh. it's a steel. It's a steel flight. So it's already. a direct trying to response to your mm-hmm. your drill type operations. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess it, it's cool to see that just to have more options. Um, it's yep. it's cheaper. I think it's three hundred bucks. Yeah, I still. Yeah, I mean, unless you're putting if you're putting on the light flight or something like that and run it with a drill, that twenty four volt mm-hmm. option is cheaper. Mm-hmm. But I still for our for what we do and how I operate, the extra few pounds I save. 
from the light flight versus buying like a regular steel auger mm-hmm. bit is not that trade-off's not there because yeah. i can buy the steel auger bit for 80 bucks yep. versus 200 dollars. yeah and if you guys if you guys didn't listen to the previous episodes we talked at length about augers yep uh but brett and i both run basically the same setup with a dewalt drill yep on a clam plate with an extension yep and a seven inch strike master laser steel and the extension auger. is key yep and not because we were going through thick ice but it keeps you upright um saves your back because before uh I mean, we, I drill 50 holes before I'd even start checking holes mm-hmm. everywhere we went. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it saves your back, saves your sure. pulling out, uh, just kind of keeps your, yeah. Keeps ergonomics. Ergonomics in line. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. As we get older, that becomes more important. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. So yeah, that 24 volt, that'll be interesting to see how that goes. Maybe this year they'll do like what they did with the uh, 40 volt when they released it and throw yep. in a free battery, yep. get some people in, in on it. Yep. And one thing I like about our setups is the clamp plate also. You hear a lot of people, you don't need it, and you certainly do not mm-hmm. need it. You yep. will, you, they pref- the, your augers perform very well with just the drill. Yep. But what I like about the clamp plate is the control it, afford- it gives you, mm-hmm. and it's just familiar with running an auger yep. in the first place. And it keeps your battery up off the ice. Keeps everything off the ice, keeps it all organized. You don't have to worry about breaking your arm. Yep, absolutely. Like that K-drill guy. Let's let's move. Let's talk talk about that a little bit. If you guys have have been poking around YouTube, or maybe some ads have popped up. K Drill came out with like a couple uh, interesting ads. I think yeah. they've tweaked them. K Drill, which is Vexlar. Yeah, so they're owned by Vexlar. Yep. Um, I don't know the guy's name that made Tom it. Tom Zanenko. Tom Zanenko. Okay. Has a few ads that came out that were basically just bashing on everybody else. Well, I wouldn't say he was bashing on them. I'd say he was just doing. He was. To me, he was really grabbing at straws to try to show the value of his versus yeah, which, the value of the others. You know, when you look at the grand scheme of augers, K-Drill was the original, you know, drill-powered, oh, yeah. lightweight, you know, hole-hopping type auger. Yep. Where that was, what, 10 years ago that they yep. came out, probably? Maybe yep. more. And so they're they're way behind, I guess, on the progression of... Uh, I, I don't know new, that there's a lot stuff. of... They haven't tweaked it. Yeah, I would I would love to see... If they're going to come out with a tweak, is to come out with a shaper blade head. See, and I think that's their biggest thing that they sell it on is those blades. The yep. durability of the blades, it, which they're not the fastest. If you're not someone that, if you're someone that just fishes ten times a year, yep. and you don't want to have to worry about maintenance, you don't have to worry about things like yep. the K drill is absolutely the way to go. Yep, because you don't have to worry about maintenance with it. Uh, the worst thing that happens is if you drop it or something and the blade gets dinged, you could send the blades in. They got lifetime warranty. Um, yep. But it's just a little slower. It's a chipper style yep. auger, um, which means that your blades have teeth rather than thinking like a shaver blade that you're shaving your face yep. with where it's uh, straight. Yep. Um, and it's got two blades on it where some of the chipper blades I've seen only have one blade. Strike Master, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. one blade. Yep. But, yep. Uh, and then it's got some, well, your your buddy Tom had some sort of, he said something about the collar around the, the head. Yes. That. Prevented he, something. I don't. I didn't quite keeps follow. Keeps you from what he was twisting, breaking your arm at the bottom of the hole. Jesus. <laughs> so that that's kind of the big uproar was that you know, basically said any other auger you're gonna twist your arm. It's off, not gonna, gonna work. It's hurt superior. Yourself, you're gonna slam your drill into your. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. And I'm not bashing any of the products. I no, just think but, this video was. Uh, yeah. And unfortunately, it's been taken down. Yep. Now they, they took it down uh, after. Who knows what kind of... There's a remake of it. Yep. 
that they they put out and if you haven't seen you can at least get a flavor because there's still a lot of flavor from that and his dog looked like he's about ready to get his nose chewed off from that auger that dog was right oh the the whole time he was drilling that hole i'm like get that damn dog away from there what are you doing (laughs) after he just said these are high speed tool steel yeah, dangerous yeah. blades. Yada, like, yada, yada. Oh, yeah. Don't he, mess he just said stand them. away from it. I like to start it standing <laughs> yes. away and then move into it. Yep. Trying to be super safe. And then his dog's basically licking the bit as it's going down the <laughs> oh hole. My gosh. And I'm just like, geez, guy. You can at least reshoot. Because yeah. it's all one shoot, it looks like. Yeah. You don't see any frames change. Yep. I'm like, you guys could have paused it and reshot that. Yeah. Surely there's someone in your hey, company let's, let's that is doing back. this editing that yep. they could reshoot that. Yeah, that was very interesting. So, and then, uh, I don't know, one that may not be on the list, but the Vexilar 30, the FLX30BB, came out this year. That's interesting. Um, That's very interesting to see the comparison between that and the 28, which was already, you know, their flagship model. Uh, The 30 comes out more, 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 uh, what is it, Uh, more interference, more settings, more Just more more stuff to mess with, yeah. Yep. And, I don't know, coming from where I'm at with my 698, like separation mm-hmm. does not make, and I could care less about target separation. Eh, yeah, I, um, I do. I mean, if it's on me, I'm just gonna wait. Oh, and I got the indicator on the schoolie, so I know what's happening. See, I I use the separation more for jig versus the bait on the jig, so I can see oh, there's okay. two individual lines on yeah. your flasher, and when one goes away, you know you just have a bare jig. That's what I use it for. But you have to get. I mean, we're talking half an inch, three quarters of an inch kind of yep. separation to yep. be able to determine that. Yeah, under ideal conditions. Which so. I can see that on mine. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't have the target separation, but your color will change. There you go. Yep. Yep. The and that, and that that's really what I use it for. I don't think. Yeah, to pick out individual fish. Or, yep. Okay, you just see fish down there. You're gonna yep. go after the most active. One I mean, I think Vexilar. When you're when you're looking at that pure sonar technology like that, I, I think mm-hmm. Vexilar is leading the way. But yep. the problem is that pure sonar technology like that, yep. where you're still running that dial, is kind of falling falling back. Yeah. Well, they are brushless, I believe. Yeah. Brushless motor, so it's a little bit quicker, faster, quieter, less power, whatever. Yeah, but when you're still talking about the price points, they're mm-hmm. they're asking for those things. Yeah, they're almost eight hundred bucks. Oh man. And then so so that broadband setting is the additional uh frequencies of the sonar so yep. you get a wider beam or a narrow narrow narrower beam yep. can't say it um but we're still talking between like seven and a half degrees up to like 15 18 something like that yeah it's not not a huge maybe. difference between any no. of the other sonar no um, modes that you'd have so no i mean really for me the sticking point with that technology and that what's going on there is I'm fine with them. I think they're great products, mm-hmm. but the, that price point, for the, where the price point's at and what else is on the market, I don't that that to me those don't just line up. Yep. Now, if it was a cheaper option, now if you know there was an FL8 then it was only a hundred dollars, one hundred fifty dollars. Yep. Boom, I'd be like, you know what, just starting out, go get that because yep. that's a heck of a good unit. Yep. And it's really going to get you into it. Where yep. they're still asking like two or three hundred dollars for that shit. They're still two two seventy nine. I think is their God, price. Dang point. it. What other products? Did we cover it? Uh, yeah, other than that, there's just some uh, anniversary edition hubs and stuff. I, oh, I am talk, pumped. Talk about the clam. I'm pumped the, the about Dave Gens edition. Dave Gens edition. Talk, if I was in the market for, if that. I was in the market for a new shack, oh I would gosh. be buy. I would buy the heck out of that thing. 
Lipstick on a pig. Oh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I just like the history of it and the nostalgia part of, you know, Dave Gantz. Oh, yeah. Those original cool. shacks are sweet looking. Yep. And then when they bring that and they just, really all they did was just bring back the canvas is all they changed uh, with that shack. Yeah, but aren't they like white and red? Yeah, they're white and red were before it was what, whatever clan blue. but Blue, yeah. Um, it's not like the, sh- I don't think there's any ba- anything else in the shack that's different than the normal. I think it's Nanook. I think that's how they pronounce their model name. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm all on board on that, man. I think that's sweet. I mean, I'm I'm not going to get one, obviously, because I have a shack no, that's but you're, two years old. But... I know. You're telling me you're pointing people to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go get go get the, is it 30th or 40th? 40th anniversary. 40th. Yeah, Dave Gens anniversary, Dave Gens clan. Yeah, uh, so. that would be sweet. Jeez. Yeah, otherwise, yeah, a few minor things to some shacks with, yeah, colors. What uh, Eskimo yeah. came out with one. They've got yep. some sort of addition also that's plaid. Uh, yeah. Red and black yep. plaid color. The plaid which, flannel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's made out of real flannel shirt material. <laughs> that sort of deal, but, yeah, gimmicky oh, stuff. But yep. um, for the most part this year, there's a few things that are coming out that'll be, that will be that are yep. natural progressions, but there's this year anyways, I don't feel that there's any real yep. game changer. Well, so this morning, actually, I was I pulled out my Markham camera, the Recon 5 Plus. Last year, I thought it was dead. I, like, I remember distinctly Did using it, it. Does it work? It works now. Really? So I charged it up. It took a whole day to charge, which is not normal. Yeah, something wonky is going on, obviously. You know, but. Uh, some battery issues, whatever. Um, but yeah, it ran, so we'll see how that goes this year. Huh. Um, there's a couple cheaper Chinese options that I might try this year if that dies. Well, if I just got the pen some optics, kind of we'll be camera. fine. We don't need I, it. I do like having a camera though. There's something to be said about actually seeing, okay, we got bluegills, a bluegill, this is a Northern, this is a bass, you know, there's a stick here. Yeah. Or, we're looking at sticks. This not... is a big school of catfish, whatever. It is cool. To see that was the one time that I thought it was sweet having that camera and sending it down the room yeah. and all those cats yep. on, uh, yep. uh, rock Creek, rock Creek. That's right. Like, it was just weird. I'd send my, uh, on the uh, flasher, it was just, like, yeah. fish and things all the way from the top, from the bottom of the ice all the way to the bottom. I'm like, what the heck's going on here? Something wonky's happening. Yep. And I'm pulling it up, broke. and I'm like, so, yeah, something's broken, or there's, like, something floating in the water, there's some crap in there or something. And yep. sent the camera down there, and it was just stacked full of cats. Crazy. Catfish. I mean, they weren't real big. Yeah. That was really cool to see. 12 to 15 inches. But. Yep. Yep, that was cool to see. So yeah, we'll try the mark them out this year again, and if if it dies, it dies. But yeah, that was pretty neat. So cool, sweet. Well, Brett and I, uh, we have some news. We're going to be trying to travel around a little bit more um, this year, kind of like what we talked about before. But yep, um, we're looking for the top best destination to go ice fishing. All right, for uh, within our, our radius here. We're talking six hours of Des Moines, the Des Moines area. Well, I'm not saying it's got to be a best destination. I'd, I'd just like to, you know, if there's a viewer out there that thinks they got a, a, a nice early mm-hmm. ice fishing spot. So what go. we're looking yep. for is somewhere in uh first two to three weeks of December, so yep. a week before Christmas, something like that, from December 1 to about a week before Christmas, somewhere yep. in that range. Yep. Uh, yeah, I would like to go travel out. Get a listener maybe on the podcast, do some ice fishing for a week, yeah. uh, maybe a Saturday. Yep. Um, yeah, if you have any news or any thoughts. I know we had quite a few people chime in last year um, on, hey, you guys should come out. If you yep. get a chance, let me know, that sort of deal. But, uh, yeah, this year we, we've really blocked out some time. And yep, we it. can make it work this year. Like like you said, we're going to do better at, at meeting our fans. We want to get out and talk talk with people yep. and just keep honing our skills and learning more. And we're certainly not going to give away your spot. 
uh, obvious. I mean, no, we might no. say what direction or what city we're in, but that'd be about it. Yeah, we don't give away our spots, so yeah, won't give away anybody else's. Yeah, I'm pretty pumped for that. Yeah, like Ben yep. said, uh, we'd like to keep within about six hours of Des Moines. Yep. Um, I wouldn't be afraid to go a little bit further, but uh, yeah. So if you think you got some decent ice, because we really don't, uh, and that's really what I wanted to do was last year we had a bunch of people chime in and say, hey. Come up if you got some time or whatever, and we just didn't, just weren't ready we didn't for plan it. that out. No, we didn't we have plan anything on, planned out. Generally here, I mean, we'll get ice maybe the middle of December, like on a yeah. the best year ever. Yeah, um, and so, then otherwise it's end of December. For our case, out. I think it'd be fun to get out on an early ice trip yep. before we have ice. Yep, is what I literally like to do. So, yep. um, yeah, sometime in that time frame, if probably shoot for a weekend. Yep. Um, yeah, if you think you've got some ice, got a decent spot. Yep, absolutely. Uh, got a got a voice for internet radio. Uh, yeah, we'll have to interview you. Pretty, message. pretty, uh, pretty hard. Just to make sure you're the type of person that we uh, want to have on here. <laughs> yeah, Very <right>. discerning. <laughs> but yeah, if you guys have any comments on that, let us know. Suggestions, shoot us a note. Yep. You know, tag us on Facebook. Um, go on the Short Rod Show, hunt us down, and and find us that way. But. Um, and then, yeah, for this the rest of the season, we're going to try recording on YouTube here. Yep. Um, have some video along with it. You guys kind of get to see how we interact on a typical episode. Um, you know, Brett and I sit across from each other and just have, Just chat, have, have a, a beer, time. and hash yep. it out. It'll yep. be fun. I think it'll be fun once we get out on the ice, taking yep. the camera with us. And, um, maybe we'll try to do a few YouTube just edition type stuff rather than yeah. podcast things. Yeah, and we have a couple projects in mind this year. So I got some uh, parts for my shelter we want to get put on. Um, mm. you know, we'll be unveiling that this year. Yeah, we got cool. a few things coming up here for pre-ice season. Yep, yep. Specials. Awesome. Cool. Got anything else, Brett, before we wrap it up? No, I think that that's all I got. Really? Yeah, we covered it all. Yeah. A little rusty. Not too bad. Why, are we not very far? No, no, no. No, we're doing good. Oh, okay. I just I just feel like it's just strange again, getting back into the groove. Yeah, I know of, it. Of uh, recording once a week and I'm pretty and excited about it though. Session, so yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, for the past what two months we've been just ramping up, getting yep. everything kind of Slowly prepped and ready away. to go. So yep, real exciting. But yeah, if you do find yourself on YouTube, yep. give us a subscribe, hit us up. Yeah. Uh, I've got all the season one on there. Uh, it's not a, I mean, they're videos, but they're, it's just a backdrop of SRS. But yep. Um, Yep. If you put that up on a mix, get some more views, that'd be cool. Yeah, we A couple really of them only have it. like one or two views, which are us. Yeah, well, yeah. I didn't really share a bunch of it because we'd already yep. shared a lot of our season one stuff, so it was just rewind stuff. But this episode will push her out a little harder. Yep, that'll be cool. So, yeah, we're excited for uh, season two of the Short Rod Show. Like I said, stay interacting with us, guys. Uh, shoot us notes on Facebook uh, through email. We want to hear from you. We want to hear... Uh, if you got suggestions or topics to talk about, things you wanna you wanna ask, you know, we'll we'll try. We're not professionals by any means, but uh, we do well, know we do, we have do know a lot of give different you a, things about a lot of different things. We'll give you our <laughs> thoughts, anyways. We're not, yep. You know, we don't have anybody telling us what to do or asking us not to do something. So, yep, absolutely. We'll surely give you our yeah straight answer. Sounds good. Well, thanks for joining us, guys. On the Short Rod Show. Mm-hmm.